Hey, one more thing before you go. Cerebral palsy is a group of neurological disorders that affect a person's ability to move, posture, and balance. It can also affect communication, eating, sleeping, and learning. CP is caused by damage or abnormal development in the parts of the brain that control movement. This can happen before, during, or shortly after birth or in the first few years of life. In many cases, the exact cause is unknown. According to the Mayo Clinic, it is a rare disease with fewer than 200,000 U.S. cases per year. In this episode, we're going to have a conversation with an individual with cerebral palsy who has defied the odds in many different ways. Stay tuned. He's going to inspire, motivate, and educate you, whether you or your loved ones are on this journey or you know someone who is. I'm your host, Michael Hurst. Welcome to One More Thing Before You Go. My guest in this episode is Nick Yearhart. He's a remarkable entrepreneur, abilities life coach, and he's an author whose unwavering dedication is reshaping the narrative around individuals with special needs, or as Nick Levinly calls them, individuals with special abilities. Nick's extraordinary journey is not defined by his diagnosis of cerebral palsy, but rather it's marked by his relentless mission to empower billions. I love the billions part, Nick, of people to enhance their quality of life, embrace self-love, and unlock their true potential. There was advocacy and expertise. Nick is a beacon of inspiration, leading the charge in creating a more inclusive and compassionate world for all. Welcome to the show, Nick. Hi, Michael. Thank you for having me, and it's, it's great to finally meet you. It's great to meet you as well. What an amazing individual you are, and uh, what a remarkable journey that you've been on. You know, a lot of us are not familiar with uh, the directness of cerebral palsy. I, you know, we're familiar with it, and I'm familiar with it, and my family's familiar with it from a, a show called Speechless, mm-hmm. uh, if you remember that show. And um, it kind of gave us an introduction to uh, the world of cerebral palsy and that uh, life can still function. Uh, there's just some adaptations to come through. And I love... I love some of your motto. I've heard you know you and other podcasts and other shows, uh, and, and I live by this motto as well. Uh, we learn to adapt and overcome, mm-hmm. and, and that's what you yeah. have done specifically. So yes, um, yeah, amazing journey. I like to start at that journey in the beginning. So can I kind of unfold your life a little bit at a time? Oh yeah, go ahead. Cool. Where'd you grow up? Austin, Minnesota. Austin, Minnesota. You know, I didn't know they had an Austin, Minnesota. When you say Austin, most people think of Austin, Texas. Yep, exactly. I hear it all the time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, what was your family like? Uh, good. You know, um, my mom was a, sing- a single mother for the first five years of my life. Uh, my dad, I walked out, but then when I was five years old, my mom got with the person who I ended up, you know, referring to as dad my whole life. And, you know, I have to thank him for who I am today. You know, it, it's, I had a stepfather myself and, uh, you know, it, he, and I just like yours and really, really in, in put into place the, the idea that uh, you don't have to be blood to be family. No. 
And, uh, you know, I called, I called Burrow my father. I had my, in fact, my father, my stepfather was my father longer than my father was my father. Yep. Yeah. Same here. Which is great. I think that what a, what a compassionate human being, what an, an understanding and compassionate human being. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm glad that you had that opportunity with, with him. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about here, him as, as well in a little while. Um, mm-hmm. Do you have any brothers, sisters? I have one younger sister. One younger sister. And yep. At what point in, in your life did, um, uh, did you, I mean, let's start with your story. Um, I know that you, you were born with cerebral palsy. Or did that show up sometime later? You had some difficulty. Your mother had difficulties during the birth and, and so forth. Can we talk about that? Yeah. So when I was born, I was actually born, you know, dead. I didn't have a pulse. I didn't, I, I wasn't breathing, nothing. And, you know, thankfully they revived me, obviously. But, you know, so that was the the, uh, complication at birth. Now, they didn't know that anything happened, you know, to me at the time. It it wasn't until almost a year later when, you know, my mom started to notice that I wasn't developing like I should. And then that's when I got diagnosed with cerebral uh, palsy. You know, it, it's, I mentioned a little bit about earlier about the, what cerebral palsy is. Um, yeah. In regard to that, obviously that is a life-changing, from, from no matter what age you're diagnosed with that, that's a life-changing event. Um, mm-hmm. it, I'm sure that it was difficult for you in, in growing up with it at that age, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, like, when you're a kid, you don't really understand so, like, all I could see was my friends doing things that I couldn't. So, but, you know, me, I'm always one to try something at least once. So, I end up getting hurt a lot because I try to follow my friends and do something that I shouldn't have. But, you know, a lot of the things that I did get hurt doing, I ended up figuring out my own way of doing it. So, uh, you know, I, you know I, I, at an early age, too, I think the learning how to adapt and overcome at an early age obviously benefited you later in life right. all the way through. Did you, go to, did you go to public school? Did you go to private school? Did you, were you homeschooled? I went to public schooling. Um, I went through the, the mainstream uh, classes, so I wasn't in a special ed. I was just a mainstream I did have an aide that would help me. You know, she would write for me and, you know, just anything that I needed help with, you know, she, she, she was always there. So, that, yeah. Did that create, um, and obviously, did, did that create any kind of issues within the school, a public school environment other than, you know, needing an aide? Uh, how, how was that accepted within your community? <laughs> It, uh, I wasn't really accepted. My mom and my dad had to fight a lot with the school system because the school system just wants the easy easy way out for them, which means put me in Mm. a special uh, class and then I can just sit there all day and not, not, not really do anything. 
that's kind of how I look at it. I, I feel like the special ed classes could do a lot more teaching right. rather than just acting like a daycare. I agree with you. Do you think so, that's a, that's I, a... I, I did try the uh, special ed uh, classes, you know, I, I did, you know, I, I was mm. in them for a short a period of time here and there. And yeah, I just, it wasn't for me because, you know, I was at school. I wanted to learn, yeah. you know, so yeah. I think it's a popular misconception. I think that um, putting somebody within the special needs that actually wants to to excel and wants to learn and excel within their lives. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I personally, from what my observations are and some of the conversations that I've had, I think it's a it's not it's a nationwide problem. You know, it's all yeah. across the United States, and I mean, I don't know outside of the United States, um, but definitely within the United States, and and learning mm -hmm. with my own. Um, disabilities that I have uh, developed and have dealt with in the last 20, nothing like you, but in the last 20, 25 years that, you know, I've had to, uh, to understand the perception of having to, when I, when I was in a wheelchair and, and when I couldn't, you know, there were places I couldn't go because they didn't have the mm -hmm. opportunity for me to, unless my daughters or my wife or somebody had to pick the chair up literally you know, mm -hmm. to put me on the curb or, you know, things like this. And it was frustrating, I think, that uh, society doesn't provide more in-depth opportunities for individuals with challenges. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm, I'm like you. I don't like to call it a disability because I think that uh, uh, we all have the ability to overcome and adapt. You know, it may be in a, a very unique way, like you have done and, and like I have done at times. But it 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 should be available to those of us that have those kind of things for us to make the choice. I think we should have the choice in deciding whether or not we want to sit here and do nothing or excel over here. Yep. Um, did you want to go to college? Did you go to college? So I at one point I wanted to, and then I ended up not going just because the life I choices. Like, for as far as where I wanted to be in life, it, it, I, I don't need a college. So, you know, I, I was told, okay, here's the thing. So, during high school, I worked for my uh, parents. I, I, we had our own uh, garbage uh, company. And, you know, that's where I worked. So... At that time, I thought, okay, I'm just going to work here and then eventually I take over the company, you know, therefore I don't really need a college, you know. Well, we end up selling the company, which we'll get to that story in a little, a little bit. But after that, I got on this journey of self-improvement and helping others and what I realized is anything that I want to learn, I can learn outside of college. So that, that's what I'm doing now. You know, I'm finding men, mentors and coaches and a lot of books and podcasts that teach me anything that I need. You know, I, I, that's just why I don't see a reason for me to go to college. 
Well, and I can respect that. I, you know, I think that life experiences and life, um, living life, gives us the experience that we need to understand uh, how to how we fit in with life, and 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 our experience, life experience, is much more valuable at, uh, in most cases, and more so than an, an academic education. Although academic education is valuable, but not for everybody's circumstance. Um, I've watched some videos of you, which very impressed. I watched some videos of you driving a trash truck, driving a garbage truck, <laughs> you know, and picking yeah. up picking up cans and things. And then how you adapted and overcome. You can't see my hand moving around here, but I'm pointing like that's the Italian in me is talking over here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, can see I do me. it too. The Italian I, talking. I move my hands all the time. <laughs> um, but yeah, the. Um, uh, it was amazing. I, in fact, I think everybody should, you know, go on YouTube and you know, you've got a YouTube channel, which we'll talk about here in a little bit. Uh, but I think, yep. you know, go on YouTube and, and kind of check out some of the uh, accomplishments that you have done and some adaptations that you've done. And uh, nobody would ever think that uh, that somebody with cerebral palsy could could operate a garbage truck and, oh, yeah. and you know go around and pick up trash. Was that the your company, your uh, family's business? Was a gar- was your garbage coming? Yep. Yep, uh, that was our company. Um, the video that you're talking about, I recorded that about a year ago at the at the company I went to after we sold ours. After you sold it, and and then now, now I'm I'm actually at a different one, but that's a long uh, story. Well, you know, is it, it in, in regard to helping others understand um, uh, what you go through in, in life? Mm-hmm. I know that. Uh, because of your challenges, is is it difficult? Um, I, I mean, I'm very happy that those uh, people, the other company, has given you an opportunity because not that doesn't always happen in in cases. Yep. Um, uh, was it a difficult transition to go from one that your family had owned into a different company? Yeah, you know, after we sold ours, I I took it was about almost uh, three months off. I was just like, I'm just going to take some time. You know, there was other reasons that I needed time. We'll get to that. But, you know, I just took some time off. And then um, the company that bought ours, um, I kept having my old uh, customers reach out. And I complained that, you know, this a customer service wasn't the same. You know, mm-hmm. I don't want to dog on the company. I get along with them, but so I started to send those uh, customers to somebody who I had met through the sale of our company because he was interested in buying ours, and he just started his own uh, waste removal. So I started sending everyone to him. Well. Then he got really busy, and I knew that because I, I see him out working all the time. So I actually reached out to him. I said, hey, I'm not working. If you need help with anything, uh, let me know. Well, I pretty much got hired on this uh, spot, and you know, it was awesome because I was able to really show them you know, my uh, skill sets in the industry and in three years I took the company from 200 customers up to 1600 
So that's, that's amazing. I'm pretty, yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. That's outstanding. About, you know, I I loved it there. And yeah, I, I still talk to them uh, to this day, even though that I don't work there anymore. It is a... Um, sometimes life puts us in an area that we didn't think that we needed to be in, but it presents itself and allows us to be able to step into, um, which in includes you know, different jobs. You know, I thought I was going to be a cop for the rest of my life and circumstances put me out of that and I had to reinvent my purpose and had to relearn, as you have heard, you know, through my podcast, I had to re redefine what my purpose was in life and, and how I fit within, you know, society and within my arena in regard to that. And I think that it, everybody has that opportunity to, to kind of, um, if they feel that they're stuck or if they feel that they aren't making forward momentum or positive movement. Uh, we all have that opportunity to, to take those kind of steps. And is this kind of, when when you started offering um, your coaching service, which we'll get into in a little bit, uh, is that what kind of inspired you to get, you know, to help other people to, to kind of say, hey, I, I've done this, you can do this. Yeah, so basically how I started this journey was, at uh, the company I was just uh, talking about, I they decided that they wanted to get rid of the res residential agribusiness uh, side, so they decided to sell. <coughs> well, the the company that I bought didn't want it unless I went with it because I knew everything, I knew how it worked, and I knew the routes. So I kind of got sold. <laughs> That's a new uh, company. <laughs> so, and you know, it was it was an okay thing, you know. But you know, soon after I started working there, I just realized that it wasn't quite the same. Um, you know, I I don't want to talk down on on them. You know, they they treat me good. It's just not not the same atmosphere and not the same uh, potential for growth that I had before. So that was, you know, my like big eye opener, and I. That's when I was like, all right, what can I do to provide for myself, number one, and what, what can I do to help other people? Because I've been helping people, you know, my whole life, you know, in the garbage industry, you know, if you don't pick up garbage. It's, not going to be good in a couple of weeks, you know? So, and, you know, I was always really good with uh, customers. Um, I was very shy and uh, self-conscious. So I didn't go out of my way to talk to anybody. Like I do not now, you know, nowadays I'll just walk up to anybody and just have a, a conversation. You know, but that was me before. But so, you know, I started to think, and I was like, All right, what, what can I do? And one of the coaches that I hired actually, you know, recommended, you know, Nick, well, well, why don't you be a coach yourself? You know, your story is incredible, and you can really help a ton of people and you can uh, connect with people 
on a whole different level than anybody else. You know, so then I sat and talked about it, and I was like, yep, that sounds good. So then I just started, you know, thinking, like, okay, what, what number one, can I help with? Which I've, I've figured out I can help with a lot. But what do I want to help with? Well, that would be confidence and mindset. And specifically for our parents who have children with special needs, or as I like to say, special abilities, because I know from the way I grew up is that it's all up to the parent to be able to show their children and push their children to figure out what they can do so then they have the best opportunity to live the highest quality of life possible for them. So that's the path that I'm on. It's a wonderful path that that you're on. I think that uh, giving people, especially confidence, I mean, you yourself, in your journey, um, I mean, you you were told by doctors that you would never walk. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And and obviously, on your videos, I've seen you walk. Um, it, it is, it, it is, it, it, you're not running, but I'm not running. <laughs> yep. I understand all that, right? I just walk yep. really, I walk as fast as I can and there we go. We can already keep up, right? So uh, exactly. you had to learn to, to uh, even though the doctor said that you would never walk, you have a unique uh, perspective on learning how to walk again. Can, can you tell me about that? Yeah. So when I, I was asked, at four years old, my dad, well, my stepdad, you know, he was just coming into my life. He had been in my life, my whole life, because him and my mom were friends. But, you know, really started to come around when I was around age four. So anyways, he asked me, he said, do you want to learn how to walk on your own? And of course, I said yes. So from that day forward, him and my mom would work with with me almost every day. You know, they would hold my hands so I could hold on to them and just kind of walk around. And you know, we did that. We did some other exercises also to get some strength in my legs, but. Around the age of uh, five, I was able to uh, walk on my, my own. And I can't say I've been walking ever since, but I had to re- relearn how to walk again when I was, ooh, I think, eight years old. Yeah, it, yeah and still amazing accomplishments. And I mean, kudos to, to your father and, and to your mother mm-hmm. both, because I know that that's a difficult journey for parents when they're challenged with helping their child in regard to uh, understanding, number one, why and what and how. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, providing answers to the why, what and how, I think it helps ease the journey for anybody that's going on any journey, whether it be cerebral palsy or any other affliction that your child is going through in regard to um, some challenges that they have to uh, adapt and overcome 
in any form. So thank you for that. Obviously, I think that um, you're an amazing individual to be able to share that journey with them, to show them there is hope uh, from that. So if you can help us understand a little bit more about um, cerebral palsy, I know that I kind of give a, a book textbook description of it um, yeah. when we first introduced the show. But you said that you had to kind of relearn to walk. So is does this... Uh, is does this disease um, it, it progress uh, uh, exponentially, or does it? Is there something that uh, it, can it be cured? Is there something that can be done for it? Are you on any kind of medication? I know it's like a, a slew of questions I just threw at you. <laughs> no, you're good. So it depends on on the case that you have, as far as if it gets worse or not. Um, I would say mine, like, it got worse when I was a kid, like, the older I got. You know, when, when you start growing, things uh, change, and you can't really adapt like you used to. But I would say up until about, I don't know, 13, 14 years old, it kind of got worse. But, but then now I feel like it's actually getting a, a better. It's either getting better or I'm just really learning how to uh, deal with it. I don't really know. But I say I had to relearn how to walk because when I was, I want to say I was eight years old, I had a surgery on both my femur bones and my right ankle. So what they did was they actually I cut my bones and twist them so they're more straight because they were really uh, crooked. So you know they did that, and when you have to cut your leg femur bone, you know that's like the biggest uh, bone in your body. So it takes a while to heal, and then once it does heal. Um, your legs are weak and you don't remember how to walk because it's been so long. So then, you know, I had to learn how to walk once again. Once again, but you're here and you did it. Um, yeah. Is that, is the, 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 with the bones, is that something typical of cerebral palsy? Yeah, it's, it's a common uh, surgery. Um, and they did say that I would have to have it again which I believe I do because I, I can tell. You know, I don't know when I would do do that because you know it involves you being laid up for three to six uh, months for a while. Well, yeah, it takes a bit to heal and recover, and uh, to... I have too much stuff going on to do that. You know, that's, <laughs> so, that's a, that's a double-edged sword, right? It's, yeah, exactly. Uh, grateful for the grateful. I'm still doing stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, just wish you wish. Yeah. We just, it didn't all come at once. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. I've been there, done that. It is uh, in physical therapy and, and, and so forth takes a lot of time. And, you know, mm -hmm. whether you're going through that or, um, I've had uh, a hip replaced, two knees replaced, an ankle, uh, the foot surgery, and two shoulders done. And uh, so I've, I have been uh, well versed in uh, the art of physical therapy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Which one, which, which people I liked and which people I'm going, I'm not going back there. <laughs> <'Cause you're mean. laughs> yeah. Yep. 
Yeah, we're not coming to see you again. Bye. Uh, so yeah, it's it's different. Now, you, do you have uh, currently? Do you have? Um, if any of these questions, to be honest with you, if any of these questions that that are uncomfortable with you, you we don't have to answer them or keep them in the show. That's the art of digital media. So, <laughs> I know. Right? Yeah, if there's something there that you know it doesn't resonate or you don't want to answer, that doesn't just let me know. Um, do. Uh, uh, do you have an aid now that you have to rely on that um, comes in and helps you? Are you self-sufficient completely? Do no, you... I'm. I completely as self as sufficient. Um, I live on my own. I bought my house nine years ago, and yeah, I live completely alone. Um, I do have a friend that comes and stays for you know a few days here and there. And he kind of helped me get I caught up on, you know, things around the house that you got to fix or replay, repair or, you know, I cooking. He likes he to I cook for me because it's not that I can't I cook a lot of meals, but a lot of things are more dangerous for me to yeah. cook. So I, I prefer not to. Well, so if, yeah. if you're a really good cook. And he does all the house stuff. Could you lend him? I know, right? To us down here. <laughs> I'll I'll send them over. <laughs> Thank you. I, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Um, yeah, it's it's cooking. Cooking. I love cooking. It just um, it, it what I don't love is cleaning up after cooking. <laughs> yeah, see, that's the part that I do for him. Is the he cleanup cooks, part? And usually, I clean. Uh, yeah. let's see, but it's a way. It's a good arrangement. It works out really yeah. well, I think. Um, yep. Is your your mom and your sister are they still around? Yep. So my mom lives about uh, fifteen minutes away in the house that I grew up in. Um, and then my sister lives about twenty five minutes away in a different uh, town. Different town area. I, I see them all the time. You know. Oh, that's cool. That works. Do you go through? Do you do physical therapy or exercise every day? I don't do physical therapy, but I do exercise every single day. Every day. So if somebody's going through this or what you're going through at this moment, um, it is. I mean, the, the protocol from the, from what, and this is just a perception that we have from, from watching, well, like speeches, like I told you earlier, the television show Speechless <laughs> gave us a nice introduction mm -hmm. to somebody with cerebral palsy. And that individual... Um, that was in that show. I, I, I should know his name at the moment. I should have looked it up before we had this conversation. But um, you know, he he actually had cerebral palsy, so it wasn't an actor playing it. He was an actor mm -hmm. with cerebral palsy, which I think was a benefit for people to have mm -hmm. a better understanding of that disease. You know, I um, with my disease, with my severe, I've got uh, rheumatoid arthritis, the type of rheumatoid that. It just goes through every part of my body. It's not just in one area, one my hand. It's it's bilateral. It, it affects both my hands, both my wrists, all my fingers, my both knees, both everything. Um, yeah. You know, it's a it it is. I had to learn quite a bit about this disease to have a better understanding of what it does to me and how best to manage that disease. Mm -hmm. If somebody is is going through cerebral palsy, or if if they have a a, a, a a person, a loved one that's that's going through or has cerebral palsy, and or has another must you know MS or 
you know, any, any number of other physical type maladies. Um, what would you recommend that your number one number, maybe say top three, let's say top three, top three things that you would recommend to those individuals in regard to this journey? Because you have lived it, you've lived it over and over again. I don't know how old you are. You probably, I mean, you look about 20, 21 years old. Yeah, I'm uh, 30, 32. Oh, we're the same age. So, <laughs> don't let the beard go. fool you. <laughs> <laughs> right. But yeah, what, you know, three things that I would advise is number one, be aware of your mindset towards everything, have a positive mindset. Believe that you can do things. You know, don't play victim. Don't do the poor me. Why did this happen to me? Why am I like this? It, it doesn't help. And I know it doesn't help because I did that my whole life. It does not help. You will be much happier if you can look at things and go, okay, this is how it is. How do I make good out of this situation? Whatever that situation is. Just have a positive mindset. Number two is, you know, find people that can support you. Have a support system, a network of people who either understand or are there to support you. You know, there's a lot of resources out there, especially on, like, social media. There's a group for just about everything out there. You know, get yourself into one of those ad groups. And, you know, if you think it's right for you, you know, find yourself a coach. Um, I didn't know really what coaching was until a couple of years ago. And that first coach that I, I, I paid for, I would pay 10 times the amount that I paid because that's how valuable it was for me and my life at that time. And number three, exercise. <laughs> like I know we all hear it all the time, but trust me, your body wants to move no matter what the disability you have. So move as much as you, you can possibly move and just keep moving. You don't have to do a lot. You don't have to, you know, I strain yourself all the time, but just do enough to where it's uncomfortable and just keep yourself moving every day. You know, I know that once I started to do this, it like completely changed my actual disability. Like my symptoms have been re reduced. I'm in way less pain which is amazing, and I can do a lot more than I used to. So it's just incredible. So, yeah, that would be my three uh, tip, tip. I think those are amazing tips. I mean, I know that you have a, a philosophy that, you know, uh, it, we struggle with things, you know, whether it be physically or mentally in regard to that. And I think that, you know, a good mind, body, soul perspective I think is important. Uh, which which would you just professed? You have to. You really have to have the mindset uh, that you're going to overcome something. You're going to achieve something. The 
The feel sorry thing, I do, you know, I understand that. I can relate to that. You know, I went from being a sergeant that had a team of 13 guys that, you know, I, that they looked up to me as a leader. And, and, and I was arresting bad guys and living the life, driving a fast car. <laughs> and, you know, I went from that to having, you know, having my wife carry me to the toilet kind of a situation. So I felt I was, I went through depression, I went through anger, I went through uh, resentment, I went through you, uh, a slew of every one of those things, multiple times, feeling sorry for myself and being angry at the situation and resentful for the situation. And although my journey didn't start at, at the age yours did, I think that in talking to you, know, you out there and anyone that's listening and watching, if, if you have any kind of struggles that that are in regard to whether it be physical or mental or whatever has been brought to you, that you know the the mindset and understanding that you do have the ability to overcome something and to adapt and overcome, that uh, you have to first and foremost, I think, as you said, put that into your your mind, your heart, your body, and and understand that you do have the ability to to kind of accept your circumstance, but adapt it to still, you know, kind of function in life and make yourself happy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, which is cool. I, I, I do like, to, you, you do say never let your disability stop you from reaching your goals. Um, mm -hmm. And I, 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 I commend you for the, making that statement and professing that statement in your coaching businesses and things like that, that you're doing. Um, you have an opportunity I think that um, we all have the opportunity to uh, make a choice in life in regard to whether or not we want to take a step forward or whether or not we want to accept where we're at in life and feel sorry for ourselves or, or you know, as you said, to play the victim. Um, in your experience, do you, do you find that when we get to those points that it is difficult to try to overcome them? Do you have any tips or tricks on how to uh, kind of shake off that, that I feel sorry for myself and I'm mad at the situation I'm in? Yeah, so, you know, I feel like those feelings, you know, where you, you feel like a victim, you know, part of me, it's not something that just hits, hits you one day and you're just like, oh, I don't like who I am. No, it's, it's a gradual thing. But, as soon as you can realize that you're being that way, I highly suggest you do something about it immediately. And this is really hard to do. A lot of us don't like to change. And we, you know, a lot of us are very stubborn and we're set in our ways and we don't reach out for help. But I promise you, if you reach out for help, you will be so much happier with yourself, with your life, and then everybody around you is going to be happier with you because of that. So, you know, the first step is just to realize that some, something isn't right, right and you need to fix it. And a lot of things you can't do, do on your own. Um, so just Find somebody that can support you. And this could even be a friend, you know, just talk to someone. Yeah, I think communication is an important factor in regard to this. Yeah. Is, you know, you just have to speak up 
and not be afraid to ask for help. Um, you know, it is difficult. I, I, I understand how difficult it is for my own personal journey. Um, it's difficult to ask, but once you realize that uh, those those of uh, those people around you um, are, are there to help you, they're waiting for you to ask. Yep. You know, they sometimes they feel uncomfortable saying, "Let me do this, let me do this, let me do this." So a lot of times they'll sit back and just wait for you to ask. So yeah, I think that um, you have presented a uh, a remarkable opportunity for people to understand that um, you know you're dedicated to le- not letting your disability affect you or your quality of life in any way, and and that others can do the same thing and you know take the steps to make sure and ensure that they've got self sufficiency as you had said earlier, and that they can be happy within their lives and who they are. They are. I know that self-esteem is a, is a difficult thing to, to accomplish, especially within ourselves um, in regard to that. Did You know, you, I, in hearing your journey with your parents, I, I've got to tell you that, you know, that is an amazing set of parents that empowered you to, to to do what you have accomplished and empowered you to move forward. I mean, you worked your way up to um, to to management within your 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 family's company, correct? Yep. Yeah. So, yep. and then of course you were sold to another company with that because they felt your skills were were uh, uh, might might be the right word. <laughs> yeah, I, know, right. <laughs> uh, I, I I like to put it that way because it's it's got a little. Humor, you know. <laughs> yeah. they 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 valued your skills and your skill set and everything. So you know, yeah. it, you know, it's something that I think that we all have the you know we all can do. And I think that um, you know you were given the the parents that uh, the right place and the right time to to be able to do that. I know that um, if I if I if I may, you you lost your father um, to mm-hmm. cancer. Cancer is a mean. Yeah disease within itself. Um, I lost my stepfather to, to cancer. He um, had it three different times. The third time it got him and, you know, I've lost a couple of uncles and some aunt, aunt and some two best friends. And, you know, it's just a nasty, my sister just went through her third cancer surgery. So uh, it's a mean disease. Um, but you, you lost your father recently, didn't you? Yeah. And uh, 2019, he I lost his fight after fighting for uh, five years. Um, he had brain uh, cancer, which let me tell you that one's that one's a hard one to watch a loved one go through, just because like you know most days. While he was uh, sick, I, I didn't have m- my dad. It, it wasn't m- my dad who I was uh, talking to, you know, because his uh, brain wasn't right, so he didn't act like himself, he didn't talk like himself, no, nothing. So it's it's very difficult to be around. Um, I I even went as far as a a avoiding him which it's it's hard to say that because you know like i avoided my dad who was sick with cancer but i had to because i want to keep the good memories of us uh, together 
not that time because towards the end, all we did was argue, argue. You know, there, there was nothing that I could say that he would agree, agree with or, you know, he would just start arguing, but it wasn't him, you know, he was sick, you know, but I will say the last, like, a month that he was uh, with us, he was the nicest uh, person ar- around, nicer than normal, and I, I did spend a lot of time with him at the end so i'm very thankful for that but yeah it was really really hard makes a difficult time especially when you know you you were you were still managing your situation and in regard to managing that and having to deal with that as well i'm sure it created a kind of a uh a difficult we'll say a difficult uh walk a difficult path to walk yeah from that perspective, so um, I'm sorry that you lost your father, um, but I'm happy that he gave you the life that you are today. Because if that, you know, he empowered, like I said earlier, I think if, from my perspective, this is from an outside perspective, it looked like he empowered you to be able to be the person you are today, or he helped yeah. to empower you because your mother he contributed as well. Uh, yeah. Your parents, wonderful parents, did absolutely do that, uh, and I'm sure that you empower you know, through your coaching. It gives you an opportunity to empower um, those parents in the same situation, or even if it's not just parents, if somebody's going through this or any yeah. challenge like this, because you you empower people, not just somebody with a disease. Is that correct? Exactly. You know, I I would work with you know people that just want help with mindset. Um, I'm a certified uh, business uh, coach. So I can help you grow and scale your business. And the cool thing about that is, you know, I may not have all the answers, mm. but I got people that do, and I got resources that I do. So that's that's the nice thing about that side of what I do is I don't need all the answers for that. I have people and resources that I can resources help. And that's an important thing. I mean, that's obvious. That's way yeah. important. You know, and realistically, having a diverse opportunity for somebody to come into you and talk to you uh, with regard to to many facets of life, including building self confidence, because self confidence, you know, it's like the the thing is above your head. There, success is not the key to confidence. Confidence is the key to success. And you know, uh, an amazing it that's an amazing saying. I think that yeah, I'm going to steal that. Well, I'm not going to steal it. I'm going to I'm going to borrow it and put it on my computer. <laughs> Well, I I might have stole it. I don't know. I put my name on it. Borrowed it. <laughs> <laughs> I borrowed it. Uh, you're, oh, you're you're repurposing it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm going to repurpose yeah, it myself. <laughs> I mean, I I I do know that I can help a lot of people. You know, I, one of my uh, clients, as she has autism. I don't have autism but I can help her, you know? And then I have another client who I'm helping get over his alcohol addiction. You know, right. I'm, not, I'm not an alcoholic. Um, I do know what it's like to be an alcoholic as I was one. And I got, I got through that and I realized I have a problem. You know, I, I wasn't at the 
right. at his level, but you know, I I knew that it was it wasn't good, so I had to significantly slow down. But you know, it just it just kind of shows like we all are able to help so many people. We yeah. just don't know it. Just don't know it yet. You know. Well, then I guess, you know, in your regard, creating this environment for you, I'm sure that gives you um, a push of your own self-esteem and your own confidence as well when you're helping others. Oh, yeah. Because I know it does it for me. When I help somebody else, it allows me to feel good. And, you know, in spite of, you know, I'm in pain every day because of this disease a lot of times, sometimes a little more than other days. But, you know, I still have issues with, um, you know, getting out of bed because uh, I don't want to get out of bed. It hurts. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, kind yeah. of a thing, but at, it, when we have conversations like this, where I get to share journeys, uh, remarkable journeys like yours, and hope you know help to motivate people and and to educate people and and let them understand that uh, we do have a path forward. It it makes me feel good from that perspective. I think that you know we all we're all in this world together, and you know reaching out to somebody else for help isn't a bad thing. It's always it can be a good mm-hmm. thing, and you open mm-hmm. doors. You know, you mm-hmm. open doors. Um, can we talk a little bit about your books? I know that you have written two yeah. books, correct? Yep. So the first one is you're getting in your own way. That one is very short. It's basically just an ebook, but it's got a whole bunch of uh, tips and tricks on how to be more uh, confident. And then there's short little stories about like what I went through that, that go along with each uh, section. Um, I wanted that one just to be really short, just so if you're having a hard time, you can just open it up, read a couple of pages real quick, and then you'll know what you got to do next. And then the next one is empowering motivational strategies. You know. I think that we all struggle to find motivation to do, you know, a lot of things in life. And there's a lot of little tricks that you can do. You know, when you know that you got to do something, you just got to know what you got to do so then you have a, a motiv- motivation to do something. Like for me, if I'm not feeling like I'm, I want to do anything, I like to do uh, uh, breathing exercises. You know, there's a lot of different ones. You can look them up, up, up on YouTube. But this will actually bring a lot of energy to you, and then you'll be more uh, motivated. Another thing that I like to do is I like to exercise. That just gets you energized and ready to go. But, you know, there's a lot of different things in that book, you know. Have goals. That one's huge for uh, motivation. If your goal isn't big enough, you're not going to be pulled to reach that goal. You know, your goal has to be big enough so that you get up every morning and you're excited to work towards that goal. So, yeah, this is a really good, and that one's also uh, short. I think you can read that one in like an hour. Or, or less. And then you've got coaching 
And I know you got some free stuff on your website as well. And if you could please let everybody know what your website and how to reach out to you if they're interested in having you on as a coach or how you can help them. Yep. So you can go to my website. It's www.nickyourheart.com. N-I-C-K-Y-E-R-H-A-R-T.com. And on there, you can find basically anything that you want about me. You'll find all my social media, and then you'll find other ways to get in contact with me. I know right now I'm running a, a quiz on there. You can find it. You can take that short little quiz. I will send you a personalized uh, gift for you. Uh, your gift will depend on your uh, questions, so I'm not sure what you'll get, but Feel free to go on there and take that quiz, and I'll send you a free gift. Also, if you want to get in contact with me directly, just find me on social media. Um, I'm anywhere at, at Nick Earhart or the Nick Earhart. You know, you can find me anywhere, and just uh, send me a DM. You know, I'm. I check my DMs every day, and I'm always uh, talking to uh, people. And I'll make sure all that's in the show notes so that people have a way of you know, just clicking and finding you this way. And as you can see, the, you. The, when you're watching this, you can see your Instagram handle is up right there in front of you. So um, I'll make sure that everybody has a, a, a way of connecting with you. So anyway. Nick, this has been absolutely wonderful. This is one more thing before you go, before we go. Do you have any words of wisdom you can share? Yeah, I would say, you know, make sure that you're living your life to the fullest. We only get one life, so let's make it epic. And your abilities are infinite. Make it epic. I love that. I think make it epic as a as everybody should put that right in front of themselves to remember that. Make exactly. life make life epic. Ep, life can change in an instant. Make it epic. Mm-hmm. Uh, very cool, Nick. It's been a pleasure to meet you. A remarkable journey, as I said earlier. I think that you're an amazing individual. Um, I am grateful that we were able to connect and we got that uh, became a portion of your little life of your little portion of your life during this conversation. I, uh, uh, I'm grateful for that, and thank you very much for being here. Thank you, too. It, it was awesome. So everyone else out there, please, uh, thank you for being a, a, a friend of uh, One More Thing Before You Go. Please like, subscribe, and share. And one more thing before you all go, have a great day, have a great week, and thank you for listening. Thanks for listening to this episode of One More Thing Before You Go. Check out our website at beforeyougopodcast.com. You can find us as well as subscribe to the program and rate us on your favorite podcast listening platform.